0: Thanks for listening to Hanging With... the is Podcast.
1: Good mama and
2: dada. It's the best day of life. It's the best day of life. It's the best day of oh, oh, oh. It's the best day
0: I love it. Gracias, Ariela. Familia, in today's episode, we will be learning along with you how we can raise confident bilingual children.
1: We believe that it is an absolute blessing to be bilingual, and we should pass that blessing along to our children. And one of the key ways to grow our children's confidence in their Latino roots is by helping them learn Español. But how can we do that? Esa es la pregunta. Our special guest and friend, Elda Rojas, who's an expert in bilingual education with degrees from Harvard, and give me what your name, (laughs) and Texas State University, will guide us in today's episode coming up next. Before we continue, I would like to thank God for giving us another chance to hang out with you. My name is Edgar, a.k.a. Shaboy. This is my beautiful wife, Janet. Hola, hola. Y nuestra amiga, the Dallas-Fort Worth yay, DF-dub, yay. Elda Rojas, the Deputy Superintendent for Cityscape Schools in Dallas. Thank you, Elda. Bienvenida.
2: Muchas gracias. Un placer estar con ustedes.
1: We are so excited, amor, de poder hablar contigo sobre esto because, honestly, everybody listening to right now obviously has some type of interest in making sure that their children grow up bilingual either because they had the blessing of doing so or because they missed out and they don't want their kids to miss out on this amazing blessing y realmente pasar ese legado y esa herencia tan bonita de vivir la vida in two different cultures, two different languages, enjoy life twice as much?
0: Claro. And I have to say, babe, I am feeling so guilty of not doing a great job with our girls. Porque para empezar, el inglés es como más fácil y el inglés lo tenemos en casa por la televisión, por la babysitter, por la church... Pero yo quiero, les hablo en español a las niñas y me responden en inglés. Y yo, no, 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 en, en español. Y en español, en español. Y no no me responden en español. Entonces yo digo, ¿qué hacemos? ¿Qué más puedo hacer? En mi casa, yo me acuerdo que mis papás would uh, tell my brother and I, no pueden hablar inglés en la casa. And it was really tough, right? Because it was like, well, why don't you guys learn English and talk in English? But then now... I'm like, I understand why. And now I'm grateful and thankful to them, you know. Y bueno, también ayudó que nos mandaban de vacaciones. They would send us on vacation, like for a month or two to Mexico City. So, so that I, really helped.
1: I think at the end of the day, Elda, the solution is just to send our girls away de vacaciones. for a month
2: <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> and that is considered authentic learning, you know. ¿Verdad? Sí, saludos so, a mis
0: primas.
1: <laughs> Elda, if we can, I want to break this down into two sections and want to tap into your expertise, both as a mother of bilingual children, and también your academic expertise. You have decades of experience and been recognized. You're
0: making her sound really old, which she's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pero los, año,
2: los añitos no pasan. Pero llevas
1: décadas en la educación, and you have peso a los diez. been recognized by the U.S. Department of Education for all the amazing work you've done. So, felicidades. Muchas
2: gracias. Thank you. It is my 26th year. So I mean, yeah, tengo unos añitos en esto. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) So I want to break it down into two sections, right? What can we do at home? And then also, what do you recommend in regards to schooling and academics? So let's start with que podemos hacer en casa, because at the end of the day, that's the most important schooling for our children right here at home.
2: And you know something? I'm so glad that you're. you're, First of all, I want to congratulate you. I'm so glad that you're doing this. These these are topics that many times we think as Latinos that we don't need to discuss. It's like, ¿Es parte de nuestra cultura? Hablamos el español, lo hablan con la familia, Uh, or they're surrounded by it. But when you come down to it, it's how how proactive are we in ensuring that our students, our children, not only understand it as their, as part of their heritage but also is their right. Uh, And and that's the beauty. That's the beauty of uh, here in our country is you know, when we think of language as a social justice, it's also to learn a second language. It's it's twofold. So let's go back to your first part. You said, how how can we ensure at the family level? Jeanette, your family was right on it. Sending you away to Mexico for those authentic experiences with family, with friends. You, have, you were exposed to authentic experiences, yeah. and that's so important. There's the first teacher, second teacher, and third teacher, okay? Mm. The first teacher are the parents. You are the ones who are leading your children along the way, mm. right? So what you set up at home, the the value of a language or languages, the exposure, the authentic music, the the readings, the poetry, all of those experiences are huge in the development of a child. And so that's the first teacher. The second teacher is the school. It's the actual classroom teacher. So when you select where to send them, if you seek, for instance, programs that offer a dual language pathway, then your child will continue to grow and develop in two languages. Here in Texas, starting September 1st, tomorrow, uh, the terms English learner will now be changed to emergent bilinguals. Love that. Yeah. And the third teacher is the environment. Mm. So when, when you think of the exposure, when you are able to travel with your kids and they go to uh, Mexico or other uh, Latin American countries so that they're exposed to Spanish or throughout the US, it, it, there's such a, a richness of, of our diversity as Latinos. I myself, I'm married to someone from Venezuela, I'm from Mexico. So our kids, They speak Spanish in different contexts. They know when they go to one abuelita's house, Mm -hmm. they may use a certain terminology that they wouldn't use at the other abuelita's house, right? And so that's the richness of of their repertoire. The more uh, words and the more exposure they have to languages, the richer their repertoire.
1: I love that, right? Because we as parents have to do a better job. (laughs) I'm guilty of this, of actually being the parent at home and not allowing the children to parent, to parent us, us
0: right <laughs> like that's a whole different topic <laughs> Pero <en> esto, no? <laughs> like
1: what are we exposing them to at the end of the day our children are sponges right now right our daughters are two and four ariel is four alani is two y son unas esponjas they're just soaking it all in and they learn so quickly but just like sponges they're only going to get exposed to what we have them around yeah and what yeah. we expose them to right and one of the challenges for us, Elda and Janet, you, you would agree is that que a veces la hablamos en español, Ariela or Alani, and they'll respond in English, maybe because it's easier for them. And what I'm afraid of is that they'll understand Spanish, which is great. But they won't speak Spanish in return or lo van a hablar todo mucho and mm-hmm. be part of the hashtag no sabo crew. You know, like <laughs> no sabo, <laughs> no sabo, No <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, any Spanish is great, but I would love for them to speak it properly, learn how to write it, read it. So what things can we set up at home Elda, that you did that helped your children to grow up bilingual?
2: I have to refer back to even my own childhood. I'm similar to you all, but I came to this country as an immigrant. We moved to Michigan, so way up north. Wow, and wow. my father would say to us, he was even funny about it. He would say, me cristiano. And we thought, oh, cristiano. So I thought cristiano really meant Spanish. I mean, that you, you're a Christian, you have to speak Spanish.
1: Para tu papá el español es el vocabulario de Dios.
2: Él decía eso, del cielo. Eso claro. es el vocabulario del cielo. Ay, Entonces, uh, we knew, it's like we switched off, because my dad was home. We switched off the English. And intervene where among the siblings. I spoke English, and then when my dad got home, oops, ya llegó, oh, español.
0: Cambiaban <laughs> el switch.
2: <laughs> Sabíamos que él iba a decirnos, hábleme cristiano. Y era que él, él quería que valoráramos las costumbres, la herencia, la cultura en general, ¿no? Uh, y le agradezco este día. Now, we have more tools now than when I was young. Let me tell you why. When I was young back then, bilingual education was very new, and it was not widespread. But nowadays in the generation when you're raising your beautiful daughters, you have options. And so it's very important for our Latino families and all families to know of their options, such as a dual language pathway. Here at Cityscape, where I have the the honor to serve as deputy superintendent, we have created a pathway called the pathway for biliteracy. And so students enter dual language at pre-K. Wow. And every year they'll continue to develop and it's a 50-50 model. So half English, half Spanish. Wow. And they're going to continue to develop. But by the time they leave fifth grade, they will qualify for a Spanish one credit, high school credit at fifth grade. Wow. And when they enter middle school, they'll be able to continue on the pathway for biliteracy and they'll graduate but when they get to high school with a seal of biliteracy. Wow,
1: That's that's amazing. amazing. Felicidades. And you did send me some resources, Elda, and I thank you for this. And y'all will have these links up in the description of the podcast section. It's duallanguageschools.org, también duallanguagefamily.com. Those are just a few of the websites that we're going to be posting up for you guys to use as resources. Um, There is one big fear that some parents have, Elda, Que dicen, hey, si meto a mis hijos to an emergent school, right? A dual language school, where they're going to a lot of times learn Spanish first. Will my child lag in the English department? And I want to hear from you what your thoughts are on that coming up next. Pero antes de eso, aquí tenemos un comercial De nuestros amigos de AT&T.
0: Si quieres sacar Plus este regreso
2: a clases, vas a necesitar una respuesta para todos.
0: Papá, un polinomio de segundo grado tiene raíces en los números reales. Eh, bueno, um, papá, ¿por qué las arañas tienen ocho patas? Este, eh, hmm. no es complicado. Con AT&T todos sacan Plus en este
2: regreso a clases con nuestras mejores ofertas en todos los smartphones. Se aplican restricciones y excepciones.
1: Elda, what do you have to say to parents that are maybe afraid of sending their children to a dual language program at school, right? Where they're learning Spanish a lot of times in in many of these schools, they're learning Spanish first, 100%, and then slowly they start introducing English and they're thinking that their kids are going to lag behind when it comes to English reading, writing, and speaking it. What are your thoughts on that?
2: That's a legitimate concern. And I, I will share it on some of the research Thomas and Collier, who have been researching dual language programs for more than 30 years, they conducted a study. What they found was from first grade all the way through high school, the students who went through the dual language two-way pathway outperformed every other student group. And what they have found is that initially you may hear your kids switch out, right? what they used to call back in a former generation, my generation was code switching. They would go from English to Spanish. Since then, research has shown that this type of what's called translanguaging is actually evidence of higher order thinking. And it shows that they are more advanced. You you become smarter by being able to reason in two languages at once. Mm -hmm. And so when a child mixes English and Spanish, they're actually using their whole brain, it helps them in the long run. They they have found adults who are bilingual. They're more likely not to develop Alzheimer's wow.
0: or dementia. That is so fascinating. Entonces, lo que me decía mi mamá, tiene razón, de que si hablas dos idiomas, vales por dos. <laughs> vales por dos. You're, you're worth yeah, two times. Your and, worth that, time. yes. and that
1: means that our... Radio show, the shaboy show, since it's in Spanglish, is the smartest radio show <laughs> in the U.S. It's so
2: fascinating. I, I, totally.
1: <laughs> Even though, <laughs> no más decimos puras tarugadas. <laughs> <laughs> Pero no me <laughs> Elda, thank you for sharing that research. That is amazing and so encouraging to us as parents to be able to send our children and look for those dual language programs because at the end of the day, it's going to get their brains to do more and to see the world from different perspectives at a very very young age and at the end of the day we're just providing our kids with more tools and opportunities also for their future in regards to career choice jobs many careers pay yes. a lot more money if you are bilingual trilingual yes. etc te va mucho mejor
0: yeah elda era, as a mom como le hacías con tus hijos growing up like did you just talk to them in spanish in english or spanglish or what was you your, know, what I, are some tips I, you have uh,
2: Thank you uh, for that question. I did allow for both languages to be um, spoken in our home. I wanted to make sure, like, let's say we're reading a book in Spanish, that we read the book in Spanish and we ask questions back and forth. Now, if they have a question that comes up in English, it's okay to answer them in Spanish if they ask you in English. Mm -hmm. Because, again, when we think of the, the fluidity of language in our brain, the way our brain processes it. It makes perfect sense, and it does not hinder them. And yes, they're going to learn with time of what's acceptable, of when not to mix languages, like you and and um, Edgar do. I, I can see here you, you're fully bilingual, but you you know when to speak Spanish, when not to. You can mix them, but you still complete a, a, a whole thought in one language, and that they'll learn that with time. When we hinder their growth, is when we start um, scolding them, cuando regañamos y les decimos, mira qué mal hablas. And they go through more of a silent period because they don't feel secure in themselves. So when you can joke with them and say, ah, sí, pues. did you say bus? I mean, in <laughs> Espanol, autobus. I mean, you try to make it a game where stretch their thinking, <laughs> but don't hinder their, their self esteem. That is right? so key, Elda,
1: because uh-huh. you, you're right. And I see it in a lot of uh, either friends or niece and nephews that. Se even they get a little bit shy when they're about to speak Spanish because it's not perfect per se, and they've been like made fun of their whole life, or logo, logo, cotorreamos, or lechamos le carrilla, right?
0: Because pues you no of your nephews, <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of guilty. No, no, but listen,
1: we do have the hashtag no Sabo crew on our radio show, Shaboy Show, to highlight this huge group of our audience. That is bilingual, but doesn't speak Spanish perfectly, but they understand it. And it's to normalize it, to say, hey, it's okay. There's a lot of you just like this, just like my nephew, Eddie, who's on the show with me, and he's el presidente, del no crew, (laughs) right? And arriba los pochos and so on and so forth to say, hey, this group exists. It doesn't make you any less Latino either. You're still as valuable, but let's encourage each other to continue learning our beautiful language of Spanish and to speak it and and just to know that yeah every once in a while we're going to mess up both in English or Spanish right but that shouldn't mean that we should stay silent or stop speaking either
0: language
2: exactly so it's important to be supportive to be consistent be involved as parents encouraging them to keep going I I do want to point out something because of my field in education yes do you know that in the US only 8% of US teachers are Latinos wow
1: Only eight percent, babe.
2: I I think this is an area for greater awareness. We need to get out there. We we need to be involved, and that's that's one of the reasons for my advocacy, also because I have benefited so much to the field of education here in this country. And I come from a heritage, thanks to God, for in Mexico about teachers, a lot of teachers in the family. But I do know that here in the states, we have a need to grow more of our own instead of going. And I have nothing against going outside of the you know the country to get more. For aquí mismo, mira California again, with almost 40% of the population of Latinos. Do you have 40% t- uh, of uh, teachers represented as Latinos? No, no you do
1: definitely not? not. Yeah, yeah, same with Nuevo México, Arizona, Texas, Texas yes. Nevada, New York. We have a lot of our listeners from New York as well.
2: It, Absolutely. New York with 3.9 million Latinos. Does that is do you have a representation of teachers in the classrooms? Wow! And so that's for all of us here in Texas. You know, we have what uh, over e- 11 million Latinos. We don't have enough teachers in the classroom, uh, they're Latinos, and so that's something uh, that we can also continue to encourage. Yeah. There's a lot of scholarships out there for bilingual education. And I encourage young Latinos who are listening to pursue those areas. We need you.
1: Mm. I recently saw a study in an article that latino college students perform at a higher level both in high school and in college when their professors or their teachers were also latino
0: i wonder if it's because they can relate
1: yes babe they could relate to the culture la cultura maybe some of the challenges that they have at home you you know and so on and so forth and you can just click and kind of hold each other accountable in a different manner that is so key right there, Elda, that we do need to get more into education and become the teachers and principals and superintendents like yourself. And Bravo. te felicito mm-hmm. because, you know, we admire you, our good friend, Mateo Magdaleno in Dallas and yeah. Fort Worth. There as well. Dora, <laughs> y'all have been devoted to education in El Metroplex at an amazing level, and the contribution is exponential and the impact that you've all made in nuestra comunidad, también nuestra amiga from UT Arlington.
2: Michelle, Dr. Michelle Bobadilla. Yes, ah, Michelle sí. Bobadilla, la queremos tanto.
1: <laughs> Helped us out so much sí. when we had our scholarship in Texas. So thank you for all the work that you all have done.
2: And, Edgar, I'll say back to you, I would say strongest supporters that we've had. And we need more people like yourself that are in the public, that you have a voice and that you help us move this forward for our students. And we appreciate you so much. I remember throughout so many years that you, you have participated and you have spread the voice and, and have come out to the schools and spoken to young people. I have said before, we miss you because oh, you, you did so much here in Dallas. Thank uh, you. And thank you. I, I appreciate what you're doing there as well. And and I'm glad to see that your show is extending and growing. And I, I definitely know that here you have so many followers.
1: God willing, muy pronto estaremos en Dallas de nuevo en la radio. Thank you for your encouragement. Anything else, my love?
0: Yeah, just to wrap up, Elda, what do you recommend? Uh, or, I mean, these are great tips, but what would be like the main tip that you would give all of us parents to raise confident bilingual children?
2: The most important thing of all is for you to be engaged in your students' learning. When they see you involved, that they, 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 they you're reading with them, that you go to activities at their school, they, they see you're, you're, that you're fully committed to their success. They end up doing better. And you participate in those parent-teacher organizations. In like any that. of those meetings they have, it will speak volumes to your kids of the importance that you give to them in their learning.
0: Oh, I love that. Thank you so much.
2: Engagement,
1: spending mm-hmm. quality time with them like anything else. And I think bottom line is, the more we expose them to the language that we want them to learn, english and spanish or any other language that you're trying to teach your children that's what's going to get them there because there truly are sponges at this age and it's up to us to set up that environment like you said elda right besides the academics but here at home realmente la disciplina de nosotros como los padres sí. to yeah. use it more and more so it becomes something very common and they're comfortable
0: yeah and even though languages. you said um sorry to interrupt you big, but even though you said they're sponges but i think And I feel like whoever's listening to this right now, even if your kids are not two and four, but if it's never too late to start, you know, being engaged in their lives or speaking the second language.
1: That's great. And and reading is one of the best ways to be able to get engaged. And we do have bilingual books. We also have books fully in Spanish. Bebe, if you can say some of the books that we read to our daughters in Espanol, our friends from Lil Libros, L I -L 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 -L
0: -L 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 L. Oh, yes. libros. sí. Libros. buenísimo. Uh-huh. Mr. McCaw, by Leticia Ordaz, buenísimo. And uh, so many other, Belinda Pérez has a really good book about bullies. Ese está en inglés, pero yo se los explico en español. Ah, qué padre, si so, lo traduces tú. Sí, porque está muy bueno. Y
2: también la música auténtica, los poemas. Eso y cuando que hablamos hay. de libros, libros con cuentos auténticos que tengan lo, los personajes auténticos auténticos sí. de dónde se tratan. In other words, no no traducidos siempre, uh, For them to see themselves in those books. Love that. That's very important
1: as well. You know, speaking about authentic, our friend Leticia Ordaz, who's the author of The Adventures of Mister Macaw, which is in Spanish and English, Las Aventuras del Señor Macaw. It's an authentic story of a time they went to Mexico, her kids spent time with their abuelitos, and it's really cool because the kids, our children, can relate to that, right? And being with abuelitos y hablando en español with them. So thank you so much. Elda. Oh,
2: my pleasure. What a joy to be with you again. And, and this is, you know, of course, my favorite subject in the world. Uh, and I want to encourage for more talks like this. Thank you for doing this. I really
0: appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you we appreciate you. And saludos a todos por allá en el Metroplex. Muchas gracias.
1: What is the best way for somebody to contact you, Elda, if they need to?
2: Oh, my pleasure. I would love to hear from you all. You may contact me at cityscapeschools.org. And my email is idrojas at cityscapeschools.org.
1: Perfecto. Elda, muchísimas gracias. Bendiciones para ti, tu familia. And thanks a lot for taking the time to catch up with us and hang out with Los Otelos.
0: Muchas gracias por lo que hacen. Un placer. And if you want to connect with us, follow us on hashtag Los Otelos or losotelos.com.
1: Thank you, familia, for all your support and for sharing our podcast on your social media, as well for leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. Remember to love, serve, and celebrate each other. Los queremos mucho.
0: Thanks for listening to Hanging With... the is Podcast.
1: Good mama and dada.